you're about to hear a true story of someone who has taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host, and thank you for joining me. Emily, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I am so looking forward to getting to know you. So you've got to start out by telling me like three just surprising things about you. Well, um, for most people who don't know me personally, I am not extroverted at all. Um, I'm super shy and introverted, but I don't present myself that way at all. So a lot of people are like, what? There's no way. <laughs> so that's number one. Um, number two is I play ice hockey. So, um, you know, I'm all about the pink girliness, but I am a, an athlete and I, I love to be on the ice. Uh, it's been in my blood since I was a young, young, young girl. And uh, yeah, so that's another thing. And um, I guess another thing is that I am like the world's pickiest adult eater. <laughs> I have the palate of, of a child. So um, I don't usually share that tidbit, but... <laughs> Yeah. So when your kids are complaining, you're like, yeah, same. Me too. You right. Know, exactly. Like, yeah. I'll eat the chicken nuggets know, with yeah. you guys. I'm yeah. Right on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good. Well, it's nice to meet you. So now you got to take me back and tell me why you do what you do and what your lemon to lemonade story is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I wrote a book. That's awesome. <laughs> it's called uh, Body Positive, A Guide to Loving Your Body. And really, it all began when um, I didn't realize that there was a reason behind why we have these body image issues. And um, it wasn't until I went to university that I sort of had this light bulb experience where I was like, oh, there's reasons behind, you know, why women especially feel bad about their bodies. And it's not something that's normal or inherent. It's there's all these systemic and social issues behind why we feel this way. And um, there's a big motivation with big corporations and money and, and all that fun stuff. Um, and really like it, it just, it, it made me feel so validated as a person to really understand these things. Um, specifically it was the male gaze theory for me that really like set me off. Um, I always described like when I was in high school and stuff, feeling like I was in a movie, even though there was like, even when no one was around and that's what the male gaze theory is. Essentially, it's feeling like you're an object on display and you actually sort of like self monitor, um, even when people aren't around. So <laughs> oh, it, it, it's, it's like, oh, there's like actually like research on, on these things and how we feel about ourselves. So I really wanted to make this information accessible to other people, especially young women, um, so that they didn't feel so alone, that they felt validated in, in the way that they think about things. And so that they could sort of challenge what they see and the way they live their life a little bit more um, and not feel guilty about still consuming media and the things that, that do sort of shape our perceptions of ourselves. And uh, yeah, years later, I, I started writing the book and I photographed 75 women for it um, because I really wanted this beautiful piece of, of art, but also information. And uh, here we are today. Yay. <laughs> 
So was there a specific incident that happened to you that made you just feel like you were more that object? I think I, I've talked about this a lot with other girls and young women. And there's sort of like a pivotal moment when we all realize that we're not just like kids anymore, like that we're, that we're women, that we're there for others, pe other people's viewing sort of thing. And for me, it was, um, I think it was in grade six and, um, you know, it was just boys making comments about, you know, what I was wearing and I had stopped wearing, you know, my tomboy baggy clothes. And it was like, oh, you finally bought some jeans and things like that. It just, I became very conscious from that moment onwards about my role as, as a woman in, in society. I think that just kind of, you know, everything around me, you know, like dieting was normalized. The, the things that were in the media, especially growing up in the nineties and, and whatnot, like, oh my goodness, like compared to what there is out there now, um, you know, it was really, really bad. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was that pivotal moment that was like, oh, I have body image issues, but I didn't really realize it until I was like, oh, there's a reason behind why we have these body image issues. It's not normal. <laughs> Yeah. And so now you are trying to like help other women realize that you don't have to have these body image issues. And I love that you did this book and you photograph normal women. You didn't yes. photograph the, the models that we see modeling the clothes you exactly. photographed. Cause even women. the models don't look like models. <laughs> right? Don't they like totally we shave off their, yeah, yeah, they shave off all their it's, arms and thighs to make them it's look wild. Some of the before and after examples that you can find out there, like it's ridiculous. Wow. And I mean, they even have like computer generated models now. So they're not even based on real humans. They're just like completely created digitally. Wow. And that's just mind-boggling to me yeah that really messes with your head when you see that and especially when you're buying clothes and you see it on a model and you think oh she's not like me you know or i won't look like that in that outfit or and it just starts eating you up inside because you're like i'll never look that way in that skirt or those jeans or those shorts exactly yeah, exactly. And it's because they're a cartoon. <laughs> That's why. Literally. I, yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I had no idea. So I think it's great. We got to get the word out. So now you're doing body positive and I love yes. that. So that's yeah. your lemonade now. Exactly. And I mean, I want to see more and more media out there and we're getting there baby steps, but like we, we need more, we need to see more real, real bodies, you know, d diverse, you know, skin types and ethnicities and abilities. I just, I want to see it all. <laughs> yeah. That's what you did in your book. Yeah, exactly. Now I want to see it out there in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not just your little book, but everywhere you want to see it on a billboard. That would be yes. crazy. Yeah. That would be such a great world we would live in if people looked like people. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's sad when you say it that way though, right? <laughs> Very sad. Uh, well, um, I have a new book coming out actually 2024 now. Um, and it's a children's book all about body positivity. So it's going to be the body positive ABCs and my publisher is launching that um, in 2024. So hopefully we can reach even younger generations with 
with this message because, um, you know, studies have found even children as young as age three are developing body image issues, like consciously developing these issues. And that scares me. I thought grade six was early for me. And now just seeing and hearing stories from, from people that they're little, they're little ones, they're three-year-olds. I have a four-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. And, you know, I'm doing everything in my power to, to shield them or, or to give them, you know, tools to, to build their resiliency against what they're going to see in the media. And they're already seeing it, you know, even in cartoons and things like that, people are, you know, very fat phobic about the way that they talk about, you know, fat bodies. And in our family, we're trying to normalize that and be like, there's nothing wrong with that. We are all different. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very challenging. You'd say that I'm remembering now my little girl when she was about four and how she would like to take a scarf and wear it as a shirt, you know, and so she'd wear like little pajama pants and then a scarf around her chest and (laughs) sing and dance and act. And I'm just like, I'm realizing now that's like what she was seeing right in the movies and on TV is just they were wearing just kind of not much on top or bottom but um exactly. so it's interesting how even at four years old they see that because we didn't dress like that in our house no, you know right so, well yeah if sure you she compare, saw it from like, somewhere if you compare the male characters with the female characters right. even in cartoons you know like you know i remember the the looney tunes space jam movie and stuff right you like her waist is like nothing and you know and then she's got these big voluptuous curves and you know it it's not you know, reminiscent of what most bodies look like. Right. And that's the media that these kids are consuming, you know, and, and, and those issues exist for men too, right? You see the big bulk male characters, muscles here and there and stuff like that. The pressures are there for both, both men and women, but, um, but definitely more pressure on, on the girls and, and, and women out there. Yeah. Did it really affect you back when you were younger of just wanting to like hide or not be, you know, not even date or anything like that? Was that very hard for you? Because I know a lot of women struggle with that in their teen years. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is just like embracing like my own body. Like it never felt like it was mine. It was always like, I have to look a certain way for the guy, right? You know, it wasn't about doing things for me. It wasn't about self-care. It wasn't about enjoying my body. It was about how I appeared to other people. So definitely affected me. And, you know, like the things we do to our bodies as women, you know, and I have no judgment for anyone who does anything for their bodies. I get it. I've done half the things out there too, but the things that we do to appear acceptable and we think our bodies are so you know, shameful or irregular. And it's like, oh, you have hair there too. Oh, me too. Like when you actually start having these conversations with other women, but we're isolated from each other in these conversations. We're like, oh, we shame each other even, right? It's so internalized that we shame each other for our bodies looking normal. (laughs) And it's so sad. And we need to, we need to, you know, normalize real bodies to, to get away from that because it does affect us. And I, I wish that it didn't, because I think my confidence would have been a lot higher and I would have, you know, done things a little bit differently and just, you know, ate what I wanted and, you know, like not feel like you have to have a salad on a date or whatever it is. Right. Right. 
I think a lot of the problem is when we go shopping, you know, and just trying to fit in to the sizes and be told that we, if we're this size, then we have this size waist and this size hips. And that exactly. really gets discouraging, I think, too, for women. Yeah. Our size does not determine our worth, right? right? And sizing in itself is a whole issue because there is no true standardization. So, you know, I have like six different sizes in my Same. closet yeah. and I'm going, okay, <laughs> I'm an extra small here and I'm an extra large here, whatever, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter, but that can really affect many people when they do find that their value is in that. And, and sometimes, you know, you're stuffing yourself into clothes just to be a certain size and then you're not comfortable and then you're making yourself small and uncomfortable and you're not living your life freely and speaking your mind. So it is so damaging on so many levels, the way that sizing is set up. It's, it's, it's confusing. And, and yeah. that that's a big one that I think needs to be tackled for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. I know it's so hard when I go shopping too. I'm just like overwhelmed. Like, I don't even know, you know, I'm this size and this and that size. Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming and I get it, but I should have gone back to your children's book a little bit more. Sorry. I kind of skipped no over worries. that. <laughs> so you said the ABCs, is there something that you're doing with each letter or how? how yeah. Is that book so each, go? Each letter will will have a sentence about a positive um, affirmation that you, the child can say that you can say to the child, um, and really, it's it's a very inclusive. It's not just about girls or women. This book is really for anyone, um, and I think it's just a great way to introduce some of these concepts at a young age because you don't have to be like, oh, this is the systemic issues with with young ones, right? But um, but just give them the basis for really knowing that their worth is not tied to the the way that they look. So really focusing on those non physical characteristics, you know, you know, honoring kindness over, you know, how your hair looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. It's a good way to get us to all change in how we're complimenting and thinking of each other too. So it's a good way to start with that. Exactly. If someone is struggling with this right now, what advice or what would you tell them? I think really the big thing is there's there's no quick fix, right? Just like diet culture wants us to believe there's a quick fix to, to changing the way we look. There is no quick fix. Um, it's something that we really have to dismantle little, little piece by piece. Um, like I said, it starts with focusing on the non-physical. That's a really huge thing. Even if it's, if, if you don't have children, you're doing it with yourself. Um, I like to do activities like write down those qualities on a piece of paper. Um, you know, you can even make a little booklet or box or something that you can sort of pull out when you're feeling bad about your body and having those negative body image days. Um, because we, you'll have them, even if you, I, I have positive body image and I still have bad body image days. Um, and sometimes it's just really connecting with your body and realizing what is my body trying to tell me? Um, you know, sometimes when we feel uncomfortable in our bodies, we think it's tied to how we, how we look, but sometimes it's really our bodies are maybe need some more water, or, you know, maybe our hormones are, are going through their ups and downs. And we just need to recognize that, take a step back, dress comfortably, do the things that make us feel good in our, in our skin, um, is really, really important. And 
I think the biggest thing though, is really to isolate yourself from those negative messages as much as you can. So um, literally a social media detox is the only detox I recommend because, you know, unfollow those accounts that are constantly talking about weight loss, dieting, all of those things really seek out those positive body image accounts. Um, you know, anti-fat phobia accounts are really good too, because you can learn really the, the history and the systemic issues that come up. Cause it's not, everyone doesn't experience body image issues the same. There's actual uh, oppression against fat people in, you know, whether it's the, the medical scenario or, um, clothing access, things like that. So we really have to be aware of those issues and, and see what we can do. And I think being empowered, um, and making some steps towards, you know, whether it's just like something simple as supporting a company that actually uses real bodies in their advertising, it could be as simple as that, or it could be, you know, writing a complex letter to a clothing company or, you know, uplifting someone else's voice. So there's so many things that we can do, but I think we just need to forgive ourselves, be tender with ourselves and, and just realize that there's so much more to life than, than how we appear. I am so glad you said that because this is what I teach too about body image. And I teach that a lot of it isn't necessarily our looks. It's about just caring for our body too, of just like, like you said, you know, it's like, eat the right things that make you feel good and fuel your body or drink more exercise, you know, go on a walk, like do something and then just be grateful Mm -hmm. for our bodies instead of resenting them and finding all the things that we don't like, just realize they are working machine and get us from here to there and get us to do our jobs and get us to take care of our families and get us to do all the things we want to do. And we just need to be grateful for our bodies instead of shaming them and hating on them and realize we're not going to like a hundred percent of our body. We're just, we're just not (laughs) like there's just stuff that's that's going to bug us. That's really the stepping stone to body positivity. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people call what you're explaining body neutrality, right. Which is, is knowing that our bodies do great things for us, even if we're not going, Oh my God, I love my body. Right. Right. So, and I really think no matter what you call it, um, removing that focus from, you know, appearance and how we look to just enjoying what we do have and, and really removing to the exercise and, and good eating habits and stuff like that away from I'm doing this to lose weight or to look a certain way, but I'm doing this because it makes me feel good because it's good for my body. It's good for my mind. You know, movement doesn't have to be exercised for an hour on a treadmill to lose, you know, two pounds. Uh, uh, it can be just about taking a walk around the block and enjoying the fresh air and just taking some deep breaths. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. And sometimes for me, it's eating that cookie too. Yes, you know? it, like, well, exactly. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's very intuitive, right? Yes. Very intuitive eating, yes. intuitive yes. fitness. It's listening to your body. Sometimes you need to eat a whole pizza and sometimes right. you need to have a salad. Who cares, right? Yes, that's it. <laughs> who cares? That's the whole, that's the slogan we need. It's just who cares. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you do what you need to do to feel your best and it's for you. It's not 
for everybody else out there. And I would always say too that like I'd sit there and stress if I'm if I'm going to be public speaking or something in front of a group yeah. and I'd be like in my closet crying like what am I going to wear? Oh my gosh, everybody's going to be looking at me and I need to look this certain way because they're going to have to look at me the whole time. And all of a sudden I had the thought, well, I got to look at all of them in the yeah. audience and they're yeah. not like crying in their closet going, oh no, what am I going to wear? Heidi's going to be looking at me. <laughs> You know, and I just finally stepped outside myself and thought, I don't care. Like, no, I don't care exactly. anymore. And so I'm going to remember those details. And we're also remember. consumed with our own stuff and our own appearance and our own. Yeah. <laughs> and we think we walk in a room and everybody's going to notice and care. It's like, nope, they're all worried about themselves, too. So exactly. it's OK. Yeah. Just exactly. live to make yourself feel better. That's really exactly. the key. And not do it and get all these procedures and things done to make everybody else happy to see you. Like that's yes. weird. Yeah. Yes. We just, just need to embrace what we see in the mirror. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're teaching this and writing about it and supporting people who want to just be real and be themselves and embrace yeah. where they're at. So thank that's awesome you. that you're doing that. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it is, so fun. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And I'm glad something good can come from how you are feeling and that you can be supported by other people that are feeling the same way and that you can Absolutely. start this community of we just- We can all heal each other, right? <laughs> that's the whole point. I love that. So thank you for sharing your lemonade. So that's Oh, my awesome. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. Well, and I'm so glad you gave me your book to look through. Like, I was shocked, honestly, seeing those pictures. It's wild, I was just like, because yeah. I would never pose like that ever. Like, right? It, it I was... have major body, you know, like. Yeah. Just like, oh my it was gosh. challenging to get those women. And that's what took the longest, really. And honestly, like the, the book almost wrote itself. And then the, it, it was getting the, the women to be photographed. It took me years to accumulate because the people that were contacting me the most to be involved were that's the ones great. who were doing like modeling on the side and yeah. things like that, you know, and I wanted really a, a variety of body types. So yeah. It, it was amazing and just connecting with different people and hearing their different stories and just how healing it was for them to be doing this. Even if they were struggling, it was like, I'm so uncomfortable, but yes, let's do this because I want to make people feel better about themselves. So kudos to all of them. Yeah. I think that would be very difficult. Like you said, you know, you've got the professional models who feel really comfortable in their skin and the people you chose for your book or not. Yes, exactly. I'm just so proud just regular, of them. Just, yeah. just real, real women. <laughs> yeah. I am so proud of them because there's no way, there's no way I would have done that. But And I can just look at that and admire that and be yes. like, thank them thank for doing that. I'm grateful that somebody is willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's awesome. Good. Well, I'm glad you you, you persevered and you kept Yes. Yes. It's very powerful me. to look at your book. Thank you. Awesome. That means yeah. so much. <laughs> awesome. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode. 
that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand. <laughs>